This special report was recorded at the AMA House of Delegates meeting on June 16, 2009. I'm Dr. John Armstrong, a trauma surgeon from the University of Florida in Gainesville, and this is ReachMD XM160. Yesterday, President Barack Obama addressed the House of Delegates of the American Medical Association and offered his vision for health system reform in America. This is the morning after, and we're here with Dr. Jim Rohack, a cardiologist from Bryan, Texas, and the soon-to-be president of the American Medical Association. Jim, welcome to the show. John, it's great to be here. Thanks. Well, Jim, you heard a lot yesterday from President Barack Obama. He seemed to be pretty clear that he wanted to keep what works and fix what doesn't work. And, and of course, there can be a difference of opinion about what works versus what doesn't. Where does the American Medical Association think our system needs fixing? When we take a look at why health care is unaffordable for many Americans, it's partially driven because of the unnecessary cost we have in health care. Some of those unnecessary costs are paper processes that physicians and hospitals have to deal with that really don't add any value to medical care but just drive up premiums. The other thing is the additional tests that are done because you're afraid that you might be sued later on in a courtroom. And then the last area, we recognize that a lot of the care we provide in the United States is based on what we think is best, but has not been subjected to a randomized controlled clinical trial. So how do we develop a comparative effectiveness so we can look at different devices and different medications and try and go head-to-head to say, well, what's really the best practice for our patients? What's the best therapy for the patient? And preserve the ability of the patient and the physician to decide what's right, not necessarily a government bureaucrat. How did you hear President Obama address these particular issues? He took head-on the issue of this is not socialized medicine. This is not talking about taking away from patients or physicians the ability of choice, but to focus on how do we evolve our health care system so that every American has affordable health care coverage. And I think by coming to the American Medical Association, President Obama recognized the key role the AMA and America Physicians will play because our patients trust us. And he knows that it starts with trust to make change. Well, it's been said that President Obama is a student of history, and clearly he has reviewed the efforts of his predecessors at achieving real health system reform and a significant lesson out of the effort by the Clinton administration in 1993 to 94 was don't leave out the key stakeholders. So that must be encouraging then that the president wants physicians at the table. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that's different from the 90s and actually 1947 when Truman tried it and as he signaled going all the way back to Theodore Roosevelt was we have a demographic that's different. We have 16% of GDP in healthcare that's anticipated to go to 20% in a few short years. Our baby boomer generation hits Medicare in three years. We have 50 million Americans that don't have health insurance, and as a result, they live sicker and they die younger. And so what the president strongly signaled is this is really not a proud tradition for our America 
that we have to make some changes. And getting physicians and patients on board to make those changes, to me, I was very proud to sit up there as an American to say, here's a president that gets it. He understands the complexity of healthcare, and you have to have physicians engaged in the process to make change that will preserve what's strong and get rid of the waste in our system. He did mention in his speech several areas where he thought there was already widespread agreement to include the adoption of health information technology and really pushing prevention into the healthcare delivery system. Were there other areas where you believe there's widespread agreement, and particularly where AMA finds a commonality with the president's approach? Well, clearly, John, as you highlighted, and I want to emphasize it even more, the president not only recognized interoperable health information technology as a way to decrease costs, but it's also a way to improve care. And the president signaled because of the package that Congress passed and the president signed, there will be money available for physicians to help revolutionize their practice by having health information technology that will allow them to connect with other physicians and hospitals so that we can make sure that that patient, when you see them, you know what's happened to them. You know what medications they have been prescribed and be able to have those transitions of care, which, let's face it, we don't do a good job in some areas of the country that aren't electronically interactive. By getting everybody interactive, we can drop those unnecessary health care costs, have affordable health insurance for all Americans. He certainly started out emphasizing unsustainable costs of health care delivery Were you surprised that that was his opening appeal to the need for health system reform, as opposed to emphasizing access to care and quality first? I think the important thing the president highlighted was our American economy. This is a very important component to it. If we have our population sick, if we have our population that isn't incented to keep ourselves healthy, we are not going to have a a healthcare system that's going to be sustainable long term. And I think the important thing that the president signaled was the physicians of America are going to have to be a very key role in preserving patient access, patient quality, and choice. And those are the things that resonate with the American Medical Association because those are bedrock principles. There were several areas of apparent disagreement in the course of the president's speech yesterday, and one of them did relate to liability reform. In fact, at one point when he emphasized that he did not favor caps, there was a smattering of, if possible, polite, expected, canned booze. And yet he also looked at you as if to recall the conversation that you and he shared at the White House about the importance of liability reform. What did you hear from the president with regard to liability reform that you found encouraging? First, that the president recognized to achieve a vision of affordable health care coverage for all Americans, reducing unnecessary cost also has to reduce defensive medicine. And defensive medicine costs are real. I think, John, you're absolutely right. There were nine standing ovations where everyone stood up. And when the president signaled that, you know, he believes liability reform needs to be addressed, that was an important recognition. 
He then said he doesn't believe caps are the way to go, and that created the smattering of booze, and it really was a smattering. He laughed, and the audience laughed. So to me, it was also signals, as he finished, of saying, but there are other things we need to improve to make sure that the patients still have a safe environment where they get care, and that we do take out the incentives to order more tests or do extra procedures when they aren't indicated. And I think that's where we, as America's doctors, we have to step up to the plate. And that's what the AMA has been doing for the last six years with our Physician Consortium on Performance Improvement, bringing together all the national specialty societies and state associations to say, based on a medical condition, what is the best practice? And why that's important, I think, is because it links in that comparative effectiveness research. If we have gray zones, the gray zones, we're not really sure is the drug better, the device better, watchful waiting better. How can we get that research funded? Certainly a device manufacturer or a pharmaceutical company isn't going to be too interested in funding head-to-head against others. That's where the role of the federal government has. Produce the information. Let us sit down as physicians with our patients and say what's right for them. Well, it does seem that there is a platform for dissemination of the results of comparative effectiveness research through the AMA's Physicians Consortium for Performance Improvement. The other area that seemed to engender concern related to the so-called public option, and it's apparent that the public option means different things to different people. What did you hear the president say about the so-called public option, and how does that relate to where our American Medical Association sees necessary health system reform. The way the president explained it, and from his perspective, he recognizes what the AMA has been producing over the last five or six years, that as private insurance becomes a monopoly, then they don't provide choice. And so his explanation of a public option was to assure that there was choice so that people where there was no choice still have another option. We want to work with the president because he also signaled, as an example, the Federal Employee Health Benefit Program. Now, for your listeners who don't understand that or aren't aware of that, that's a program that's available in all 50 states for federal employees. They have their choice of different options of health insurance coverage from a traditional basic HMO model or PPO indemnity model. But the patient has a choice. The federal government pays a fixed amount of a premium, and then the individual decides how much can they afford and how much benefit they want. Signaling that that's a model, to us, we believe we still have dialogue and have to appreciate, as we know in many parts of the nation where there's a dominant private insurer and there is no choice, that sometimes patients are in a job lock situation Physicians get a take-it-or-leave-it contract, and it's not really an ideal situation. We want to have choice. The president said, let's make sure that we've got choice. And where do you think the American Medical Association House of Delegates will go with this issue of public option? I think that the wisdom of the House of Delegates is such that if we look at our principles— We want affordable health care insurance coverage for all Americans. We want to preserve choice. We want to preserve the freedom of physicians and patients to decide what's right for them. We'll wind up in the right place. The key will be is how do we get Congress and the White House to understand 
That's a very important principle. I think the president, when he signaled he wants to make sure that patients have the choice of their doctors, that if patients are happy with their current health insurance coverage, no change will happen. And I think that, again, signals he understands this is America, so we will come up with an American solution. So you found the president's commitment to existing relationships that are satisfactory for patients to be credible. Absolutely. And, and again, the signal that the president said was he wants to make sure, and it's our AMA vision, that affordable health insurance coverage for all Americans will help to eliminate the problems we have where people live sicker, die younger because they have medical conditions that are not being detected early. Uh, the president also signaled the importance of prevention. And he and his wife and his daughters, they listen to what we as physicians say and they try and follow it. And I think that, again, reminds us all that our relationship we have with our patients is a very sacred thing. And we are committed to make sure that that doctor knows the information that's best for their patient. Research needs to continue. Innovation needs to continue. What's important for patients needs to continue. At a crescendo in the speech, he asserted, I need your help, doctors. And so now, the day after, with reflection, where is it that the American Medical Association can help shape movement in real health system reform that keeps the patients at the center of the effort? Well, I clearly have cleared my calendar, and so I uh, know all the flights to Washington, D.C. from Central Texas, and clearly we will be there to help guide the White House, but also there's a House of Representatives and a Senate. And so even though the president may want to get something, our political process is Congress is going to have to vote on it, and we have to work with Congress to make sure that they get the same vision that the president and the AMA has on the common ground that we have for affordable health insurance coverage for all Americans. Well, certainly policymaking is under the purview of the legislative branch, and the president has that bully pulpit, and it appears that there is common ground uh, that is emerging. This is Dr. John Armstrong from ReachMDXM160. We have been speaking with Dr. Jim Rohack, President-elect of the American Medical Association, on the day after President Barack Obama's address to the American Medical Association House of Delegates and really to the citizens of our country about where we need to go for real health system reform. Thank you, Dr. Rohack. You've been listening to a special report recorded at the AMA House of Delegates meeting on June 16, 2009. For continuing coverage or to listen to President Obama's speech in its entirety, please go to www.reachmd.com.